Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in, it's Walter Bound. Uh, today's episode is Friends, Beers, and Spirits. The true story of Charles Jones. My buddy Dan is here. We're going to talk about what happened in Atsound, New Jersey, at the Samuel Richardson's house in 1988. A story that still haunts us. Enjoy. As a side note, Dan and I produced this outside with one mic with a crackling fire on Halloween with ambient noises. So, to paraphrase Emily Dickinson, judge tenderly of us. Uh, Halloween. It's a day. Best time of the year. Best time of the year. The theater kids at Eastern, they, they have a ritual, and they, they read the story of CJ. That's okay. what they do. It's it's during their psych party. Your version of CJ. My version. My version of <laughs> Your CJ. Your written version. Of my CJ. written. My yes. written version of You're CJ. Very Walt centric. My very Walter. Is that surprising? Okay. Come on, really. Okay. It's fair that, enough. Okay, fair enough. So they have a psych party before they do their thing. So they read it. They're freaked out. Um, sometimes I have them read it in class for Halloween. This time I didn't. I didn't want to get in trouble again. Anyway, but. <laughs> But uh, now, and their parents could hear them. (laughs) There's that version on Weird New Jersey, uh, which is mm, some of it's you know, I would say the bones of it are true. The bones, from what I remember, and I only read it. I only read it. This is the Weird New Jersey piece you wrote, right? Yes. Yeah, I read it uh, as soon as it was published. I think, like almost immediately. And um, you're probably rolling your eyes. Yeah, well, of course, <laughs> I was rolling my eyes. Uh, but at the same time, at the same time, I don't think there was anything in there that made me say, "Oh my God!" Like, what do you mean? Come this? on, come on, really? No, no, there was a, there was more than a little bit of the. I read an article about in the Inquirer about the Atzion Mansion being reopened. I'm like, oh, they're reopening the mansion. Indeed. Yep, and, okay. I, and I took advantage of that. Okay, so the mansion, Dan, of course, you've been through the mansion. Yep. I've been through the mansion, uh, and I was so spooked being in there, based on what happened to us in 1988. And oh, I, 1988, I mean, it's like one year after graduating from Eastern. We were like years 19 years old. That's all we were. We should dig up his body on the We're not going to dig up anything. On the 31st, 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 I am not digging up anything. I am not playing with a Ouija board again. And definitely not under a full moon on someone's grave. (laughs) Of course, this is what gets everyone interested because this actually happened. Yes, it did. All right, so let's... Can can we go back there? Well, before we do that, let me ask you a couple questions. Okay. Okay? So I've been thinking about this since you told me we're going to do this little recording. What was your thought of ghosts, the existence of ghosts, or the existence of the supernatural before that night compared to after that night. Okay, so... I feel like it's a line of demarcation. There it, it is. Um, I'm, I'm a... I don't believe in ghosts. However... What? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay, I know. At the How time... even possible? I, okay, I, I, because I did, it doesn't make any sense to me. Houdini says, listen, I will prove to you there are no ghosts because... If I'm a ghost, I'll come back and haunt you. And his wife said he never haunted me. 
Okay, Who but then Horatio, said, then Horatio Who says... Who also said, punch me in the stomach and then die? And then die. But then Horatio says, there, there's more to, you know, heaven and hell than has dreamt of in your philosophy, right? Yes. So, so that line stays with me a lot because I'm like, okay, just this because it doesn't character. logically make sense that there are spirits, I still feel like the sense, I still feel the sense of my grandfather. Okay. Right? So I feel like... They're they're gone, but they're still with me in a in a sense. And sometimes I can say maybe like even in a real physical sense where I actually feel them or I feel their influence on me. So the the rational brain says the scientific brain, which I don't have a scientific brain, right? But there's a part of me that's very into the age of reason and the Franklin and the and the Jefferson and the Thomas Paine that says this doesn't make any sense. The Spock version, but then there's the the romantic, which I'm more of a romantic, that says, "Who the fuck knows?" So so here's my my two cents on that. Answering my own question, I believed in ghosts, in the supernatural, in the spiritual, let's say, in a very vague sense before that. And then after that night, the line of demarcation for me is after that night, I believed without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without any trace of doubt whatsoever. And, you know, I agree with you. There's not much of that night that can be explained. No. Not even at Denny's. No. <laughs> Especially at Denny's. Denny's. But, um, or Somerdale Diner for those that are in the 2020. That... The occurrences of that night were so beyond explanation for me. And things that have happened since then, that without a doubt, I believe that ghosts are the supernatural of something. Of something. I mean, to be a Christian, you think of the Holy Ghost, I mean, angels. I mean, oh, you there's can't... a lot more ghosts in the Bible than just the Holy Ghost. That's true. That's I mean, true. There are whole legions of skeleton ghosts that rise up. Archangels and, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, crazy. So, yeah, so you know, you don't have to watch Fantasia and get a bit freaked out with, uh, you know, like Night on Bald Mountain, which is a song, if you haven't listened to, like, get freaked out right now. I'll listen to uh, Night on Bald Mountain. But anyway, um, which freaked me out as a kid. So that night was like, that's it. You, 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 yep. well. That night without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, I can't say I was a non-believer beforehand. Like, but like I said, it was, it was a, it was a belief that you could explain away. Plausible deniability okay. belief is what it was before that night. And no plausible deniability after that night. Okay. Yeah. I, I, and I don't understand how you possibly can. Okay. <laughs> Still but, deny but, it today. Okay. But here's the but, thing. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. This this comes up perennially whenever I talk about this story. Okay. And and maybe we could put this rumor to rest because there are those who believe that you had set this up. Yeah, you know, Greg Marone <laughs> actually told me that. Yeah, it's like, no, you went there, you saw it, and, and I this was, was so all upset. pre-planned. Right. I was so upset. Um. Greg's a good that, guy, by the way. Greg's yeah, a good guy. No, he's but, a great but still, guy. I love but, Greg. But, but, but I even have it. When it's he like, said that, how can you even have it? <laughs> okay, okay. Well, we'll we'll talk about that. We in can time. get that later. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, because if anything, in my mind, if anything, you would have had to set it up. 
I would have to. You would have to. Because it I was would, the one who was doing it. <laughs> right, right. You're the one. It all started with you, and it all, like, if, if anyone had to be the mastermind behind this, it had to be you. Right, that's and the first time a mastermind was ever used with Walter Bass. <laughs> and I was just going to say, and that theory gets blown out of the water when we put Walt Bound and Mastermind in the same sense. Yeah, just, no, 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 no. It's like, mm, it's like uh, yeah. Because here's the thing. In my version, right, you're the one who comes in with the... That's a lie. It's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. It's a lie. That's you. That's some sort of I was sort of like yeah, the innocent no, lamb. Oh, yeah. And you come in in the rain with a Ouija with board. We had to break the Ouija board, yes. You were, yeah, you no, were the I one. I did not break the Ouija, the Ouija board. Okay, I was the one with the Ouija board. You that's were the one with the Ouija board. Let's confess. I will, I will Let's concede. be honest here. I, I was the one with the Ouija board. I'm not sure where we got this Parker Brothers uh, game from hell. Know where we left it. I know where I left it. Split <laughs> on my leg. Okay, this, this is a great story. This is a great story. So... So I think because of the way it was told with the innocent narrator in a rainstorm and you come in with this like desire to find oh, this mad eye desire. This mad eye desire <laughs> because you of your passion for Yes, I become a woman. Byron in your story, yeah, yes. Yeah, you become Byron and we're on like Lake Geneva and we're telling ghost stories and you're like you're like obsessed with this woman and of course you know when you're 19 <laughs> you just get obsessed with women i i don't know i i, I always had a, i always had an obsession it was spring break all right so, so full disclosure right just as you had written this for South Jersey uh, or for Weird New Jersey i had also written it and recorded it for ghost story tapes that I used to do. And, Bri and Brian Keating. Yep, with, with Brian Keating. Right. Yep. Who was also there that night. Um, Who wasn't there that night. <laughs> right. Most of South Jersey was there last yeah, night. We could talk Boys. about that about it too. So when I discuss this now, it's going to sound very rehearsed and very polished because I have literally told this story live on stages for years. It's like one of my set pieces. It's one of the pieces I tell over and over again. Uh, and I always tell it pretty much the same exact way. So I'm going to do that now. And we can you can stop me. You don't have to no, it's fine. This is what let I, it run. No, but, this is cool. But here's how I remember this happening. Okay, go ahead. So I went to school in Franklin Pierce College in Ridge, New Hampshire. It was a school way out of the middle of nowhere. Southern I mean, New Hampshire. Southern New Hampshire. But you still had to drive like 30 minutes to the nearest movie theater. Another 10 minutes afterwards if you want to get McDonald's afterwards, right? The cool part was that you can store your beer outside in the snow drifts. True. And, Very and cool. Because it was New Hampshire, they sold beer at gas stations. Yes. And the nearest liquor store was right up the street. And the bad thing is, when you're driving, when I drove up there, I forgot to put uh, windshield wiper fluid in the car. Or at least John did. Yes. And we're out there, like, putting yeah. water in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, again, digression. Yeah, you digress. Um... But it was really way out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, to make it worse, I didn't start school until January. And every January, every Friday, we got a foot of snow. It was like Friday, boom, foot of snow. So we were snowed in the dorms all the time. And you couldn't drink yourself that much to death your freshman year. So me and my group of friends, we decided that we would uh, do something to occupy the time. And the thing we came up with was the Ouija board. 
<gasps> yes, the Ouija board. Now, if you've never heard of the Ouija board, let's talk about that, all right? So the Ouija board is a flat board with uh, letters and numbers on it, a little yes, a little no in the corner, and use this thing called planchette. And two people put their hands on it, and if they use it correctly, you're supposed to be able to speak to people on the other side. And by the other side, I mean ghosts and spirits. Ooh. Ooh. And it wasn't that any of us were that great or that knowledgeable about the Ouija board, but when we each put together the little bit we did know, we became pretty good at it. We became experts. There were supposed to be certain things that you could do to break in the board. We know how to do that. Um, there were certain things you're supposed to be able to do to tell the good spirits from the bad spirits. We learned how to do that. So imagine my surprise when I came home for spring break my freshman year. Not in a rainstorm. Not love-stricken Byron-esque. Not with a Ouija board in hand. But... I walked into your house. My house in Voorhees. In Voorhees. Green Ridge. It was you. It was me. Anthony McDona. Yeah. Your little brother, Dave, who was only a year or two younger than us. Three. Right? Three oh, years yes. younger. Wow. Very mature for his age. Um, all sitting hey, He's there. my older brother. He's actually my older brother. <laughs> Dave, you're my older brother. <laughs> all sitting there playing the Ouija board. And I said, well, that's what pretty the, cool. What the? Yeah. Yeah. You were playing the Ouija board when I got there. I did not start this. You were already in it. Wait, that's not part of my frame, from my framing device. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry it doesn't fit your narrative, uh, but that's the way it happened. It wasn't raining? No. For uh, the it, might, it may have been raining. Was it? Okay, it might have been raining. It but may have been raining. I'll give you raining. I might, I might have thought it was raining the fireplace for the ambiance. We had the fireplace the on. Fire, and which, I had the flu. Which we, we used to be really bad at. We used to fill your whole house with smoke. Yeah, because I had the flu off, the and it right. was like smoke out the whole party, and we were all <laughs> outside. <laughs> That happened all the time. <laughs> so I came over, and you guys were playing the Ouija board. And I said, that's pretty cool. Let me show you some of the things that I've learned in college. And I taught you how to break in that board, how to use that board. And by the end of the night, now you don't remember this from when we talked. No. I'm interested to see if Anthony or Dave remember this. So that would be great if they chimed that'd in. That would be great. Um, by the end of the night, we were talking to a man who was supposed to be your guardian spirit. I do remember this now. A man who was knifed to death on the streets of Camden. Where I was born. The same year, month, day, hour, second that <gasps> you were born. On, yeah, April 18th. And therefore tied to you on <gasps> some sort of spiritual level. I wonder if he's still with me. Well, we can talk about that after. So, this spirit was quoting pages out of the Bible. Mm, and which, when we looked up the page number, it was letter for letter exactly what the Ouija board was spelling. He was so so stop right there. This is my first uh proof of point that if this was a setup of any sort, you would have to be the one responsible. And maybe I was. You <laughs> had a Bible and we had to pull out the Bible. Right? I had a Bible in my house? You had a Bible in your house. Now, exactly. now, if I brought the Bible with me, that would have been really suspicious. Okay, I was, I was actually raised Presbyterian for a summer. So I'm sure there was a Bible. So everybody has a Bible in their house, yeah. right? Um, the, my, the, uh, I was baptized, but the, my pores were too dense, so the Holy Word didn't take. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Rewriting history still. No, that's okay. true. Good, anyway. Then, um, and this is another part where it lays on your shoulders and not mine, is the fact that 
you and Anthony, and I believe Dave as well, knew the story of the ghost of Atsai Manor. Because a history teacher, if I remember oh, correctly. Mr. Good. A his, is, was he a history or teacher? Or Mr. Junkin. His, Mr. Junkin at his DMS. history teacher in a voice middle school and told all you guys, because you guys all went to voice middle. I, of course, went to, got a real education in Gisborne Elementary School. Gisborne. You guys went to voice middle school. Yeah. The story that you had heard was that there was a man who was a conductor of a, of a railroad and he married into a very rich family. But because he was so proud, he decided that he was going to continue his job as a conductor. And one day, when he was driving his train, um, men robbed the train, and the conductor foiled the robbery. But before the men could be persecuted by the authorities, they escaped. They went to the conductor's house. They took the conductor and his children, put them in the service <gasps> quarters, and burned them to death. Yes. And now the story is that on certain times of year... You can see the conductor's lantern as he goes to window to window looking for the souls of his lost. And there are three windows. If you go to Atzion Mansion on 206, it's right there. You can see the three crescent windows. Yes. Yeah, so the story was this was taking place at Atzion Manor. I had never heard this story. Proof two that I am not the mastermind. Oh my of story. God, Dan. You're. you're, 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 you're I'm the one who's guilty. Right? I, if anybody's guilty of the story, it's either you, Dave, or Anthony McNona. Uh, it's now, not Dave. I don't think it's Dave. I think it's me. Wouldn't that be crazy? It was Dave all these years? Dave, I gotta call him. I gotta, I gotta call him. <laughs> all right. So, so, um, we asked the ghost that Walt's guardian spirit, can you put us in touch with Ghost of Anti Matter? And the Ouija board went to no. We said why not? And it spelled out evil. Evil. Spirits evil? Yes. We don't care. No. Please no. Finally, the Ouija board went dead. And when it went dead, like, the whole energy in the room changed. It was as if the spirit left and left the vacuum in its place. And it went all the way out to Atzine, which is what, a 30-minute, 40-minute drive easy, from your house? Easy, easy. Depending on traffic. Grabbed that spirit and brought it back. <gasps> like, we sat there for a good hour and a half. And there were only four of us there. Right. With our hands on the planchette waiting for something to happen. And we were getting tired of it. And then finally... The Ouija board started up, and when it did, it moved a lot slower. Mm. But we could tell it was much more powerful because the Ouija board kind of squeaked on the board. And we said, are you the spirit of that side matter? Yes. Are you evil? Yes. Do you know the circle game? Yes, I knew the circle game. Yes, I knew the square game. Yes, this spirit was evil, but we didn't care because we were young and stupid. We're 19 years old. There are four of us there. And, well, it's Mr. Junkin. Mr. Was, Junkin. He was like sixteen. No, he's like yeah, he's like sixteen. He's like in high school. He's like I got I, I got studies to do. What am I doing here? And we said, "Will you put us? Will you show us your lights?" And the Ouija board went to, "Yes." When midnight Saturday. Uh, Saturday, the chills. day before Easter. Easter, the holiest, holiest day, day of the of Christian, Christian calendar. calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This goes. I got that. I got that right. right. I did get that right. Right. So um, we signed off and we just called it a night. Okay, let's just say, let's just let's okay. And no one was smoking there. pot. We didn't. We weren't smoking. Oh, pot. No, we, we weren't. We weren't smoking. We weren't. We weren't smoking pot. That's we were pot smokers. Uh, I don't know if we were drinking beer then. 
Uh, we were, well, you mean, like, were we drinking beer? Were we, or we drinking, drinking beer, beer that night? Were we drinking beer that night? No. I don't think we're drinking beer that night. No, we weren't. No, in my story, I think you came in with a six-pack. I'm not sure. No. Probably. <laughs> in your story, I am apparently the worst influence in the world. No, I get that from all my friends. Don't worry about it. But no, that's not, I don't know if it's, I don't even remember my own story, what I wrote. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> wow. Okay. I don't even know where that's my chat was. Stop. I would just call it like the plasticky <laughs> thing that's on the Ouija board. So this is the part that I want to talk to you about because we agreed that we would all meet at your house. Yes. And when I pulled up to your house that night, unbeknownst to me, yes. there were like a dozen cars outside your house. So many cars. People had told people had told people. I walked into your house. It was like... I've never seen that many people in your house. Even when you've had a party, I've never seen that many people in your There's house. There's a lot of people there. There were a ton of people, and I told nobody. But most of my close friends, my wife, Sue, she was there. Sue my, was there. My, my friend Brian, who was the best man at my wedding, he was there. Um, John was there. Bryce was there. Like, people that you were familiar with, but weren't in the same circle. Like, how did they even get word of it? I was a social influencer back then, so... <laughs> You know, I you know, I just yeah, worked that is, out. Oh, and we should mention this is before. Yes, this is before Facebook, anything, Instagram, cell phones, any texts, anything. I don't know how that's got yeah, out. You can't get the word out for something. Was like Jason this. there? Jason, Rosenberg? Jason, was, Jason there. was there. Greg was there. Everybody was there. People Steve Regina was there. You weren't even that close. Oh, I think that's it. Steve Regina. You think Steve? You probably told Steve, and Steve told all those people. Wait a second. I'm a social influencer. I'm the Macy Harding or Macy Channel. Macy Channel. I thought this was something that I would show up, and the four of us were going to go do. Me, you, Dave, Anthony. I showed up, and literally, like, three of my ex-girlfriends were there. It was just crazy, right? Okay. None of my ex-girlfriends, because I didn't have a girlfriend until my wife. But anyway, that's another story. Yes, yes, yes. They were all unattainable. We already covered that on the on the pre tape. Anyway, so we all went out to Atside Manor. This which we said was like forty minutes yeah. away, right? So was, so so to get to Voorhees, so it's like, you know, how do you get there? Like oh, okay. seventy three so to well, Jackson. You take Route five sixty one. Five sixty one. To Jackson Road. Jackson Road. Take Jackson Road all the way to you get to the stop sign. You turn right. On Atzion. I believe it's that sound, and you take that all the way to all the way top up. sign, and it's right in front of you. It's right on. You, you can't. You, 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 when you when you get the end, you get to uh, Route Two Hundred Six, and the house is right in front of you. I think it's the Samuel Richardson house. Sure, I think that's what it's called. Sure. Okay. So, I showed up there. We drove out there. It was this like long parade of cars. It was to, crazy to a dead man's house. Was I wrong, but were there people like with like Bibles and crucifixes? Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, indeed there were. Okay, so, so I was wrong on that one. No, you were not wrong. So we pulled up there, like five or six cars at least, and we get out, and uh, we get the Ouija board out. And we're underneath this big, giant tray. And in fact, at one point, the ranger come back, came out, and he's oh, like, yeah. what this are you guys was, doing? This was, this was and we're like, we're doing an experiment for school. And he saw the Ouija board, and he turned around, and he walked away. He yeah. didn't want any parts of it. Some really quick thinking on your part. Yeah, well, I'm a liar, so it was easy. Um, I was like, oh, we're going to get in trouble. I'm going to get arrested. I'm like peeing my pants. I've been arrested three times by the time we got that story. I didn't know about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. Um, so we're sitting there. And at ex we're looking up. By then, all the windows in that house were boarded shut. Or, or the shutters were shut or whatever. But you could not see the glass of the windows. Except for the three little Amityville horror windows <gasps> up at the top. And we sat there looking at those windows. Waiting for those lights. 
and at exactly midnight, absolutely nothing happened. Talking about a buzzkill. Yeah, it was a little bit. So we got the Ouija board out. We put it between us. Because that's Walt what you I. do. That's just what yeah, you do. Yeah, because, you know. And You're it was 19. only Walt and I were the only... That's, that's it. an important part of the story. Walt and I were the only people using the Ouija board yeah. in this entire Anthony, story. Anthony, my brother Dave, no one else. It was just, just the two of us. Just the two of us. We sat down with the Ouija board between us, and this time it moved a lot faster. We said, Spirit, are you here? Yes. Why didn't you show us your lights? You lied. Ooh. How'd we lie? Too many people. You didn't say anything about too many people. You lied. You lied. Will you show us anything? Yes. What? Stone. Walt and I looked at each other. Stone. What the heck? Oh, you'll show us where you're buried. Yes. yes. Where? And the planchette spun around so we could barely keep our fingers off on it and pointed off into the woods. Now, I didn't know, I don't know if you know, but I didn't know that about a quarter mile down in the woods, there was an old church with an even older cemetery next to it. We walked down there, and we found this, and we're all like, oh my god, there's really a cemetery here? And you and I, I said... I didn't know, I didn't know, I did didn't you know? know? No, I, not at all. Or maybe I set this up. Yes, or maybe Ooh. you masterminded it all. We sat down... Okay, mastermind and Walter Bound now. With, on the edge of the cemetery, with the Ouija board between us, and we said, Spirit, are you here? And this time it moved really fast. Yes. Okay, I'm going to have my friend Brian, and this is the aforementioned yes. Brian Keating. This, this is actually... Best man of my wedding. Here right? we go. Yep. We're going to have my friend Brian walk... Fellow Gibbsburian. Yes. Gibbsburian. Sure. Gibbsburian. Gibbsburian. I don't know. I don't Gibbs, know what the word is. Gibbs, fellow Gibbsboro resident. Okay. Or... That, that works. <laughs> uh, we're going to have him walk uh, up and down the rows of the tombstone. And when he gets in front of your tombstone... Want you to go to yes. Do you understand? Yes. So Brian began walking, and he walked slowly, back and forth, row after row. When he finally got to like the far back right hand corner, the Ouija board went to yes. And Brian's tall. Yes. So even in the moonlight, which was a full moon, I think. Oh, I don't know about that. That sounds a little dramatic, but sure. I think I might have added that for dramatic effect. <laughs> sure. And we all turned into werewolves and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but we couldn't see Brian all of us. even in the We could. We could. In, in silhouette. Moonlight. In silhouette. Right. Brian got, it went to yes. And we said, Brian, turn on your flashlight. Brian turned on his flashlight. And we said, Ouija board, what does it say? Uh, and the Ouija board spelled out Charles Jones, uh, date of birth, date of death. Brian, letter for letter. Word for word, number for number. Insane. Exactly what the Ouija board Insane. And we were freaking out. I'm freaking out right now. Right. But. I need a, I need a beer. But, but. Beer me. But. I like to say Walt and I, but I'm pretty sure it was just me. Decided if the Ouija board moved this fast on the edge of the cemetery, what if we did it right on top? Of the grave. Okay, everyone, like, like anyone listening to me now, as a, you know, as a rational human being, like, don't judge me. I was nineteen, and we do weird things, and we were not under any, we were not under any, any influence, any no. influence. No beer, no Molson Golden, no Bass Ale. <laughs> bass Ale. We weren't drinking Bass Ale. I wasn't drinking Bass Ale. Like Jenny. I was. I was. I was a Molson. I was a Molson dude. I was like Molson. I was facing the cemetery. You were facing me. Yeah. So if you were the mastermind, 
you would have to know <laughs> the back of your head when Brian got in front of that tombstone. That's true. How would I have known that? And Brian would have had a bit part of this as well. And, and No, but, you know, I was friends with Brian, but I wasn't friendly friendly. Right. And it yeah. wasn't like there were, like, three tombstones in the cemetery. No, there there's a lot of tombstones, tombstones in the cemetery. So even if I was doing this, to be able to, like, Brian would have had to single me or something. I don't know. Do you but, remember the pineys, though, that there were there? There was a yes. house of pineys there. Yes. And you don't want to piss off yeah, pineys. Yeah, over, there were the lights in the woods. Yeah. You're talking about? Yeah. So we get on top of the grave. And now the planchette is moving that you and I could barely keep our fingers on it. And we said, Spirit, are you here? Yes. Now it's your turn. What? Whose turn? Dan's turn. What do you want me to do? D. I. G. That's dig. Yes. You want me to dig? Yes. Why? And here the spirit goes on to tell us that the spirit wasn't a railroad conductor who was too proud to quit his job. He was actually a wealthy man who supposedly sacrificed his wife and children in a ceremony to Satan. And we dig up his body. Ceremony to Satan. And we dig up his body and put it in the northwest corner of the basement. See, I thought it was the attic, but anyway. It was definitely the basement. Uh, we would reunite his body and soul, and he could go to Satan because, as he explained, I love Satan. See, I thought he was just like in purgatory, and he wanted to be released from purgatory. But that's just my that, memory. That, that, that does not, that is not refuted by my version of the events. Okay. It's not supported, but it's not refuted. It's not supported, but not refuted. And, to your point, at this point, it was John Voris who oh, broke out John. his pocket Bible and said, shaking, Oh, he you was know shaking. the spirit of the, the, the Bible, blah, 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 blah. Can you feel this power? You know, you need to be gone, blah, 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 blah. People were getting freaked out. People were, were they running by now? Not yet. They weren't running back Not to yet. their cars in horror? Because I Because this is a true story. I asked, okay, so you want me to dig you up? What do I get out of it? Fortune, fame. <laughs> Hear that in every horror story. Make a deal with the devil. That's you what he said, fortune and fame? Yep. I thought he said, like, chick. Girl. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Well, we probably won't talk about that, but that came later. Fortune and fame. Because I dig it. I dig them up for, for a I said, <laughs> I said, no. And he said, then you will die. <gasps> In a car accident. Right. And I said, you can't kill me. You don't even have the power to move this. And we take our fingers off of it. He goes, yes, I can. <laughs> and so well, I'm like, well, one, two, three, we lift our hands off it. And I swear to you. Absolutely nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Buzzkill. So, <laughs> so we put our fingers back on, and it just went, you will die, you will die, very frantically, went down the goodbye, and signed off. Which is what every 19-year-old in college wants to, you know, hear about. <laughs> yeah, just get all emailed. Like, hey. ah. So then, uh, at that point, everybody started running to their cars. People were so freaked out. Uh, you and I... Did a little side journey. We're not going to talk about that on the podcast, but that's where oh, your memory of the side journey. Uh, but then I, after that side journey, you broke the board over your knees. You threw it at the house, and we went to the aforementioned Denny's. Denny's to try to just forget about the night because because everyone laughed, but we did like a little side thing, a little side hustle. Yes, on top did. of the grave with the full we moon did, on the board. Gonna talk about but we're not going to talk about that. That's that, that's that's uh, deep. That's deep deep background that, there. That, yes, that's, that's, that's I, deep. Yes, and, and then, it's okay. Uh, um, ever since then, though, when I went back to college, 
and I walked into a room where my friends were playing with the Ouija board, the Ouija board would always go dead. No! <gasps> and then ever so slowly it would start up C-J. That's insanity. C-J. Charles Jones. And it would spin around in a circle and point at me. Ugh. Charles Jones trying to get me back on the Ouija board and get me in even deeper over my head. Which you don't want to do. You gave no. up that life. You gave no. up playing with, playing with these yes, games. Yes, I did definitely. I have never touched the Ouija board I have since. not either. Because when I, because I, I, I broke the Ouija board over my leg. I we were going to do it tonight, but Andrew wouldn't let you. Oh, no. Mary Jane was like, uh, I hear Dan's coming over to talk about <laughs> ghost stories on Halloween and what you guys did when you were like 19 years old. Can you please not play with the Ouija board? I'm like, Mary Jane, I promise you. I will. I've never played with a Ouija board, and I'll never do that again. And please, if you're listening to this, don't say, "Oh, that sounds like a fun thing to do." Yeah, let's play with a Ouija board, with Ouija board and Put do some hand. shrooms, and you know, Shrimp. drink some. Oh, you're so out of touch. Anyway, <laughs> I am definitely out of touch. I'm in the 19th century, Charles yeah. Dickens. But anyway, so uh, okay, well, no, wait, not Charles more. Dickens. There's more. Maybe Wuthering Heights because that's more gothic. Oh, God. Here we go. Okay, there's digression. More. There's more to just going to Denny's. Yes, for like the uh, Grand Slam. Years later, as you alluded to earlier in the podcast, yeah, uh, they opened up Edside Manor for tours. They did, and I remember my son Stephen was—I uh, want to say he was around sixteen at the time. It was right when the first Apple phones came out. That's important Ooh, because okay. he could download the Compass app, which I had him do. Okay, we signed up for a tour, <gasps> and we went through the building, and I felt like Pee Wee Herman the whole time. So none of your students will understand who that is. Nah. It was, when do we get to see the basement? Can we see the basement? Can we go to the basement? We finally got down to the basement. Stephen opened up the Compass app, and we went to the northwest corner of the basement. <gasps> and there was like this little room. And when you stepped in this room, there was a board. And when you stepped on the board, it gave a little bit. Like the floor underneath wasn't solid. And I said to the tour guide, I said, is there a hole under here? And she said, you know, yeah, actually, there's a deep hole under there. That's where they used to put ice to make that room like a refrigerator. Deep hole. So there was actually a hole in the northwest corner of the basement. And that tour guide went on to say that her sister, who also does tour guide tours, never takes anybody to the basement. I wonder why. She gets a really weird feeling when she goes near that hole. Wow. Okay. Hey, look, MJ. Hey, MJ is here. Hey, MJ. He no, it's okay. I have to take out the Ouija board. I told him it wasn't allowed. I have like a little mini Ouija board right here on my cell phone. <laughs> really? No, I'm joking. Is that an app? I bet <laughs> no, that is an app. Please don't do this. It's Halloween. I just <laughs> want to see if it's an app. It's got to be an app. Mary Jane, you, you have appetizers for us? You know, they have a... They have uh, they my have wife, Mary Jane, Jane, who was awesome, my first girlfriend who I married. And Dan's like, don't don't ask her to marry you. Wait, too, wait, wait, wait. You're let's, too... You're, it's too, let's, it's let's, too let's, soon. So this it's is like too soon. the second date. You were like... <laughs> I'm going to marry her. <laughs> well, first of all, you had me and Sue over for dinner at your crappy little apartment. It wasn't crappy. It was and my little Mary place. Mary Jane was there, and that was the first time we met Mary Jane. And Mary Jane's... I, you met me, but this oh, is the no. first time you met Sue, so, right? True. Yeah, I remember. I met you, and I said I've heard way too much about you. Um, unfortunately. Well, here's a funny thing: is that Sue mentioned today. So Sue's my wife, for those of you who don't know, and Sue was there that night. Eastern alumni. These are all Eastern alumni people. And Sue had mentioned to me today. She remembers she was babysitting at her 
nieces. She was babysitting her niece. And these all these cars pulled up to pick her up. And I didn't get a chance to talk to her more about that today, but I'm still curious as to how did all these people find out? Because you say you didn't tell anybody. You had to tell somebody because I know I had I didn't to, I'm a social anybody. influencer. <laughs> you didn't tell any you had to tell somebody. I had to tell somebody. But the people that showed up were not even necessarily in your circle. Well, here's the thing. At the time, I was very, very popular. I was very popular. <laughs> and, like, people just, like, you know. It's like what Walter did. If Walter said something, they did it. Wallet like, Chapstick. Wallet Chapstick, yeah. Wallet Chapstick would do anything. Wasn't I was, like, voted, like, the uh, the van, to, you know, like. Uh, Alec, Alec. Alec Mento was there. Alec, Alec was there. I think Alec Mento was, was there. Was Alec there? I sure hope he was there. Maybe he wasn't. Well, I remember, well, I know Greg was there. Jason was there. It was John was there. Sue was there. Kim was there. Yeah. Jessica's. Yeah. Brian was there. There was a whole bunch of people. Danelle there. was there. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Michelle Scanolis was there. Yeah, Michelle was there. I think Maria was there. Yeah, Peters was there. Anthony. She's a veterinarian. Dave must have had somebody there from his crew. Dave, I think Paul Crew was there. Paul, I think Tim O'Neill was Tim O'Neill there. Tim O'Neill was not there. Tim O'Neill was not there. People, because you know, I had a lot of sway. I had a lot of sway where he's at back in the day. Anyway, back back to the topic. This is revisionist history. Yeah, it's definitely revisionist history. <laughs> I mean, is that too elaborate to set up as a hoax? No, I don't. I don't believe it. It's you know, Dan, you've totally convinced me that. This was not set up as a hoax. It, was, it just, definitely wasn't just, on my part. It's definitely not on your part. Because if anyone, it, it was me who had set this whole shenanigans up. And there's just no way I, I could uh, have, have uh, handled that with my ADD at the time. <laughs> I think it's Brian that tells me the most on it. Brian does? Brian tells me the most. Because I, you know, Brian and I have been recording ghost story tapes, doing all this stuff for years. Dan, is this stuff available on Spotify? No, I should make it available he -he on Man Spotify. and all that stuff. Sometimes you actually remember. Okay. No, no, no. I remember all these things because they had such an impact on me. Because I'm not like I'm not like a you know, a spooky kind of guy. I'm kinda of like, you know, into like you know, I like I, I like a good gothic story. You know, like uh, you know, uh Do you know. not say what? Turn to the screw. I am not going to mention Henry James. It's good so bad. All right. Wuthering Heights, Rose for Emily, Yellow Wallpaper, you know. Rebecca. Oh, Picture of Dorian Gray, which is freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. All right, let's, I could talk about literature. Dan and I, both English majors, or English graduates, we could we could talk all, the, all night about gothic Brian, lit. Back to Brian. Back to Brian. <laughs> so Brian, the fact that Brian was, in my mind, the pivotal piece of that story. In other words, he was the one who stood in front of CJ's tombstone. He's the one that stopped when we're supposed to stop and shown the flashlight on him. I know he did not make it. So I'm glad we were finally setting this record straight. Yeah, this but is a lot the important part of this... The bones, the bones of the story are correct. Ghosts exist. And things CJ's happen at Denny's scary. at 2 in the morning that are really weird. Because we all, we all like, congregate. We all congregated at Denny's at Somerdale um, and Littlewald. Drank Lamotes. And drank Lamotes and uh, did Grand Slam breakfast. Half lemonade, half Coke. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. And tip your waitress as well when you're eating that late at night <laughs> because you need to do that.
because when I went back to college, people who had no communication with my friends in New Jersey, when they were playing the Ouija board, it would go to CJ, CJ, CJ. That's how I know it's not us. In today's world, I could see it with Facebook and, you know, making friends with friends of friends of friends and communicating through email and things like that. But back then, I mean, people didn't even have cell phones. You didn't have cell phones. I'm surprised. It was a much more we civilized world. Phones. We had our parents' phones. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll have uh, more ghost stories, hopefully, with uh, Mr. Dan Norberry uh, in a future uh, podcast. Thank you for listening. Hey, I just want to give a shout out. That was uh, Supernatural Radio by Kevin McLeod, uh, Impotech Film Music. Creative Commons license. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Hey, uh, so check out Waterbound uh, on YouTube, uh, B-O-W-N-E. I'm also on Spotify, a uh, different bunch of stuff, education, funny stuff, serious stuff. Uh, I really appreciate it if you subscribe. Uh, take care, and have a good day.